This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Let's talk about some games tomorrow. First and foremost, at 6-10, the Baltimore Orioles face off against the Cleveland Guardians. They are... One and a half run favorites. The Cleveland Guardians are at home. The total eight and a half. If you want to back the Orioles just on the run or on the money line, they are plus one twenty-five. Uh, do you have any uh, any inclinations or thoughts on that game, Quentin? Um, it is Quantrill on the mound for the Guardians, who's ten and five, versus my man Spencer Watkins, four and four, with a three nine six ERA. Yeah, I'm looking at Cleveland in this spot, but you know I love Baltimore. Uh, but the only thing is, Quantrell, he's been on fire in the month of August. He has had three scoreless outings in his last four appearances. Watkins hasn't been bad himself. He's only gone uh, six innings, or he has been bad. Me, he's only gone six innings in four of his 17 starts, uh, which really puts that bullpen of the Baltimore Orioles in a tough position tomorrow. Cleveland, though, uh, also has won six of their last seven head-to-head meetings between these two teams. You look at how the Twins are playing at the moment. Can they finish out and get a W tonight? Who knows? But I know Cleveland knows that they need all the wins that they can get. And so does Baltimore. So with that being the case, I really just want to stay away because if anything, I'm not going to pay minus 150 juice for, uh, or I won't, I don't want to pay minus money for the Twins if I can get the Orioles as an underdog. And they're Guardians. All, or Guardians as an underdog. They always have value. No, I said Orioles as an underdog. No, yeah, but plus, you said Twins, like Orioles, Twins. Okay, Guardians, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't want to pay minus 155 for the Guardians if yep. the Orioles are there at plus money at plus 125. Yep. Both teams are able to put together a great game. Uh, the pitching matchup leans Guardians. Maybe Guardians money line, Orioles plus one and a half, minus 155. Juiced on both. But that's the only thing i do in that game. Yeah, if I was going to do anything, I would just go ahead and take the Orioles to keep it close. Considering the fact that the Guardians are pretty good at home, they do have the Orioles number in the last you know seven meetings. They've won six times, like you said. Watkins is okay. Like I said, his ERA sitting there right around three-something. No official play for me. We'll see what I feel like tomorrow. Um, tomorrow at 640, Shane McClanahan, uh, we love him. We know him. We've been fading him. 11-5 and five so far vers- uh, for the year versus Luzardo for the Marlins. Jesus Luzardo currently sitting there at an ERA of 334. So they're not. he's not been terrible, Quentin. 
Uh, the line there is to back them. Do we even have one? Yeah, I don't see a line. No live line. Right no now. line available. I would probably lean the under in this spot. Not going to lie to you. Uh, St. Louis Cardinals two and a half run favorites against the Cincinnati Reds. Um, let me look at the total. Total is nine and a half. In terms of pitching match- matchups, we've got Dakota Hudson on the bump for the Cardinals and Dunn. Justin Dunn, who's one and two with an ERA sitting at five one two. What would you do there? Uh, if anything, it would be the Cardinals or nothing for me. There's no way I'm just running into a game in which the Cardinals are minus 220 unless I did what I did today, which is pay a little juice and get them at a one-and-a-half run favorite, uh, minus 140. Probably what I would do tomorrow, but at this price, it would be Cardinals or nothing for me, of course. Yeah, I mean, Dakota Hudson hasn't been great either. 4-2-3 ERA. Kind of lean the over in this game, even though it is nine-and-a-half. A's taking on the net. Oh, my God, Quentin, we got baseball here in D.C. Yeah. Yep. We got a historically bad Oakland A's team, like one of the worst teams in the last 50 years, versus the Washington Nationals, who are also equally bad. Wow. Um, So we got to get here a little earlier, me, myself, and I, in terms of uh, the parking situation. A's are rolling out Cole Irvin on the bump. 3-1-6 ERA, so he's been pretty damn good against our man Fetty Wap, who is 5-8. Eric Fetty with a 4-8-8 ERA. Uh, if you want to back the Nationals, uh, minus 115, back the A's, minus 105. Vegas doesn't know what to do. Total is eight. You can get the A's minus one and a half at plus 155 on the run line. What are your thoughts there? Uh, of course, Eric Fetty is uh, quite the time on the bump for my Nationals. Cole Irvin, though, not as effective on the road this season as he had, as he is at home. Uh, in Oakland. He's 2-7 and seven on the road this year with a 4-8 ERA. We know Fetty uh, has actually been more effective at home. He has a 4-4-7 ERA and 2-4 and uh, at Nats Park. But on the road, Eric Fetty giving up nearly a run more per game and has allowed more hits than innings pitched. Irvin only averages under six strikeouts per nine innings on the road. Uh, so I was thinking maybe the over, if anything, in this game, two poor pitchers. But the Nationals also have shown uh, a lack of scoring punch recently, of course. They've dropped five of their last seven as well. Snatch team, very, very bad at the moment. Savali was out there on the bone for us. He's supposed to be a big deal. Gave up, I don't know, 17 runs in his first innings pitch. Or first inning pitch. That was the night we did the show with PJ on Friday. He was all on Savali because they were favorites in the game for some reason. They got smoked. With that being said, I'm never back in the Nationals ever again in the history of my life until we get somebody that's you know halfway decent over there. So I'm staying away. If anything, the over uh, in the game, though, with Fetty and Irvin on the bumps. Yeah, probably actually the under for me. A's one of the worst scoring teams right now in Major League Baseball. I think if not the worst scoring team, even with Fetty on the bump, who's been pretty bad at home. I'm going to go ahead and maybe take the under officially. I'm not sure. I have to just kind of think about it. But that's my initial lean. Both these teams, not not a great scoring team, especially without Josh Bell, without Soto. They've got a few bats on that team. A's have a decent pitcher on the mound to sort of neutralize the Nats at home. A's, I think, are scoring just over two runs per game. Uh, my initial lean, under. Hey, Fetty has given up 27 hits in 24 innings over the last span of seven games played. Mm-hmm. Also, seven home runs, 0-3 with a oh 6-8 ERA. That's my overplay. Oh, my play. goodness gracious. Chicago Cubs taking on the Blue Jays. Blue Jays are minus 225 on the money line. Minus 110 to back them on the run line at one and a half value. In terms of the pitching matchup, we end up having Stroman versus Gossman. 
Wow. I am not a big Marcus Stroman fan, I hate to say. I, I like him as a human, 410 ERA. He's three and six. And we've got Gossman, who's nine and nine, but he's actually been pretty good in terms of ERA 315 so far. What would you do in this one? Um, I got to see how this game plays out this evening if the Blue Jays can hang on and win this one. The Cubs are giving them a good game. We'll see what that looks like. But the Blue Jays, six to four in their last 10, looking to move to seven and three in their last 10. And then you look at the Cubs. Uh, of course, on the opposite side of this thing in the NL, they're four and six in their last 10, but they're not terrible. They're, they're competing like they are tonight. So it's going to be a stay away for me because I know that this Blue, Blue Jays team will play down to the level of their competition. We've seen it all season long. I don't want to be caught on the wrong side of that. And also don't want to be putting money on the Cubs in general, especially not in August slash September. Yeah. No shot. Yeah. I might take the over in this game at eight. It's eight right now in this game that we're watching. It's not like. And it's not like even it's felt like a ton of offense either. Marcus Stroman uh, and Gossman can give up some runs. Probably a stay away, though, for me. If I was going to do anything, I would take the over. Mariners at the Tigers. Mariners minus one and a half runs, plus 100 to back them. In Detroit, which is just, I don't really understand why. Let's look at this pitching matchup. So we've got George Kirby on the bump. He's 5-3, and three, has a 3-3-2 ERA. Going up against my man, my guy, Matt Manning. Matt Manning, who's one on one. Looks like this is a spot start for him. Two and well, seven games pitched, seven games started, right? So he's he's been okay. Two three seven though on the year. Maybe that's why. <sighs> Probably the under seven and a half for me. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, I like the under, but I also will probably take the dog in this one in Detroit. Detroit, man, they're actually... Slowly but surely competing in a lot of these games. And the Mariners, of course, they're still battling for a playoff spot. Coming off a huge series win as well. This is a trap spot in the schedule for Seattle. So if I if you want a big dog tomorrow, look no further than Detroit. Maybe take them earlier in the game. Maybe a first five. You don't have to deal with their bullpen. But they've quietly found their best form of the season. And it's been a bad season for them. But they've kindly hidden their stride. Manning's been a bright spot, a bright spot rather, as well since joining the team. Um, I just think that Seattle's a little overvalued here. Matt Manning, he threw six scoreless innings against the Giants last Wednesday. He allowed five hits but struck out eight. Uh, he also has allowed just one run across 13 innings in his last two starts. It's a 2-3-7 ERA and seven starts this season. So I think the Tigers, especially with that pitching, that's a huge candidate for a dog tomorrow, plus 145 actually at BetMGM. And like I said, that first five with the Tigers to keep within a half a run, minus 105 or the money line, plus 145. I'm really on Detroit tomorrow. Let's go, Miggy. Let's go, Miggy. Dodgers taking on the New York Mets in New York. Dodgers are plus 120 on the run line at minus one and a half. They are minus 135 on the money line. Mets take them on the money line, plus 110. Like I said, eight and a half is the total, minus 110 both ways. If you want to back the Mets to keep it close at the crib, that's minus 145. It's Andrew Heaney on the bump. And Heaney is got a 194 ERA so far for the year. He started nine games. Been a little up and down over these last four, Quentin. Three ERA last last game against Milwaukee. Gave up two earned runs in six innings. 
against Milwaukee the game before that. Five and two-thirds innings gave up a ho- three homers. Jesus Christ. Uh, pretty good against San Diego. Zero earned runs. And then against Kansas City, the freaking Royals gave up two earned runs and three innings pitched. What would you do in this one? Yeah, I'm looking at Tyon Walker on the other side. This yep. is his 23rd start of the season. Coming into this one, he's having some back spasms, and we know that in the month of August, it's always seemed to be uh, something that he struggles with. And I look at the Dodgers, man, and I know Gonsolin just got put in the I.L. with his forearm. But you look at this this Dodgers team, and like I said tonight, they're always a good bet. Uh, I, I think tomorrow, again, I, I want to take them. With their, what's their price? Minus 130 mm. uh, to back them. Minus 135. I'll take the Dodgers on the money line tomorrow. I think Tyon might get roughed up a little bit. Um, yeah, give me the Dodgers in a really good uh, series. It's going to be a marquee matchup tomorrow. Two teams atop the National League. Plenty of talent up and down that roster. Um, Mets had a trouble, had a little bit of trouble against the Rockies recently uh, when Yermon Marquez was out there on Sunday. Uh, this uh, Dodgers lineup is not going to be any easier than that. I, I'd say. Yeah, no, I uh, I agree in terms of Taiwan Walker has been very, very up and down. I like Haney. I don't know what the number is going to be for his strikeout prop, but I'm going to maybe do something with that. He had 10 strikeouts in his last two games, five against the Royals, three against San Diego, but he wasn't pitching very deep in the game. Six innings pitched, five and two-thirds innings pitched in the last two games. I might, if it's anything over seven and a half, I think I'll take that. Okay. No official play terms in terms of the side, though, uh, just because there's a lot there um, with Taiwan Walker. All right, Colorado Rockies at the Atlanta Braves. Colorado plus 2.5, minus 125 to back them. Total 8. And then just to back the Braves is a mere 350. Oh, my God. Max Freed's on the bump. That's why 12-4 and four so far against Urena. What are you going to do there? I have nothing in that game, but, of course, you know the side I would lean in that one, especially with that pitching matchup. Before we go to the break, though, I do have one that interests me. Houston's taking on uh, the Texas Rangers tomorrow. The Astros minus 185, but on the run line, one and a half run favorites. The total in this one is seven and a half. Give me the Astros on the run line tomorrow uh, at one and a half against Texas. Uh, They just dominate the Rangers this year. They have won 10 of the 14 meetings. We know the Rangers have continued to struggle. They just lost two of the three against the Tigers, which the Tigers are putting together some good games, which I I just said. But their their pitching, though, has still been a total disaster. They've allowed 26 runs in the last three games. Framber Valdez on the bump for the Astros uh, tomorrow. He's been spectacular, specifically against the Texans or the Texas Rangers, rather. Uh, He's limited them to only two runs in 20 and two-thirds innings uh, pitched. Uh, he also has a stifling 198 ERA this month. And you're going up against a Rangers team that has averaged 3.2 runs against the Astros this season. The Astros know that they have had their number. They will have their number and continue to do so with Framber Valdez out there on the bump tomorrow. So I love them on the run line at a one and a half run favorite. That game first pitch is at 8.05 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, I like that. I also kind of like the Yankees under eight and a half is the total. Mike Mayers, not to be concerned or confused with Mike Myers, uh, he has another sort of spot start situation. Uh, he's, his last four games, he's been pretty good. So, like I said, Yankees bats have been really cold. Even with Tyon on the mound, I like the under eight and a half. Nice.